probably the most confusing ad break I've I've ever had. It was like Piccadilly Circus in here all of a sudden. It went, it went, it went all went potty. Um, thank goodness I wasn't saying anything untoward because I think we were going on the, now. Neil David Watson with one L. Um, talk. You you went into the music industry. You went to uh, Warner's. That's right. And then and what what were you doing? A and R or? Uh, I was actually in marketing for a while, but I was also uh, producing music on the side, Brilliant. which is uh, part of the reason why I was doing very very long days. Oh yeah. Um, I'd been a DJ at university. Um, probably my most famous gig was Ministry of Sound. I was a professional DJ for a couple of years. If you don't know what that yeah. is, it's huge, by the way. Ministry of Sound. No, 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 you're being self-depreciatory, but the uh, Ministry of Sound is huge. Yeah, no, it's a great brand. And, um, yeah, so I went into the music business thinking, yeah, I love this this game, I want to do it. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, naive mistake. in those days, you know. Yeah, massive mistake. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I, I was producing records, and uh, I got a few things signed. Anyone we know? Probably not, no. I mean, Sorry what? about this, it's going to be loud. Wait a minute. There we go. It's tinned water. It's the new thing, apparently. Go on. Yeah, I um, I did remix one of the uh, the tracks from a, a guy who was number one in South Africa, South Africa for 21 weeks. Right. But uh, sadly, it only went to promo in the UK, so it was never really released. But, I uh, always love this. It's blowing up in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> blowing up. It's huge in Belgium. You go, okay, all right, fine. Sadly, right. it wasn't even huge in Belgium or South no, Africa. Oh, well, so, there yeah. you go. All right. So... You're doing all of this, and what's happening to you? Um, I was—I mean, I was pretty much doing, you know, this long commute, an hour and a half in the, on the way to work, an hour and a half on the way back. Were you, where were you coming? Were you coming into Kensington? I was, in? Yeah, it was. Well, it was uh, Kings Road, so not. For, it was the old, uh, the old Warner Music Building was oh, over right. there. Okay. Um, I travelled all the way across London because I was in Essex at the time, oh li- living God. at home. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> That's uh, if you don't live in London, that is a horrible journey. Yeah, it was it was a long old journey, and then I get home, and then the first thing I do is you know rush some food down, and then I sit down and, and and start working on the tracks that I was working on at that particular time. Sometimes I wouldn't finish till twelve, one o'clock in the morning, um, and then have very little sleep. Get you know straight back at you know in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, straight back on that train and back back to the office. Then there were gigs and all sorts of things that you would do as part of the job. Um, so it was quite a full on experience. Um, and how long ago was this? This is oh, this is nearly twenty years ago now. Oh, pretty really? much, yeah, it's quite a while. Ten, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was for I don't know. I mean, for me, it was. I felt like I needed to do it. I needed. To, I was. I was really desperate and ambitious to do it. But at the same time, it was a, a real challenge on me mentally. Um, and I. It was that period when I'd gone from being very fit and exercising a lot to just getting quite stressed and quite anxious about everything I was doing. Um, and then over time, you know, through my early 20s and into my late 20s, I just stopped exercising because the anxiety and all the nervous buildup that was happening was just affecting all aspects of my life in, in a sort of negative way, um, which which wasn't great, really. Um, you, they talk about low-level anxiety, don't they? That you have constant, it's like a murmur in the background. Was that the sort of thing? Or were you anxious about specific stuff? I think it probably started in a place where it was more specific. So, you know, coming out of, you know, I was anxious at, you know, standing in front of people, for example, or speaking, even in this situation, would have been quite a challenge for me uh, when I was uh, sort of in my late teens, early 20s. But you were doing DJing, Minister yeah. of Sounds Gigantic. It is, yeah, but you're sort of hiding behind something there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a different thing. It's not, it's, it's, it's more of a performance in a way, so it's it's slightly different, I think, than you know, 
especially when you're you know, obviously playing music. At the yeah. end of the day, people looking at the notice the DJ, obviously, but and I wasn't at those days. It wasn't talking. It was it was playing records at the end of the day, and it was something I really enjoyed. Um, but then going into a career and then being in that environment where you're unsure, it's new things. You know, it's you know it can it can play on your mind sometimes a little bit. But also, I think uh, the, the common thing they say, obviously, about men. Um, you know, you, you, if you do have ambition, you think, oh, am I, you know, am I really doing what I should be doing? Am I doing enough? Am I successful enough? All all these sorts of things that go around and around in your, in your head, which aren't really real necessarily, because it's only your perception of the world. You know, you compare yourself to others, or you see now on social media all these, you know, twenty-year-olds with billion-dollar companies and stuff like that. And and if you're, you know, if and you, you don't see <laughs> the other several billion teenagers living at home till they're thirty-five because exactly. they can't get on the property ladder, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, and it it's not reflective; it's not real. But it's you know, your your mind is a powerful thing. And I think what I learned going through that process, and when I when I look back on it, I realize actually how much your sort of mental state and your physical state and all the functions of your body are also interlinked. So, you know, what starts off as anxiety, um, you know, then can become, you know, constant fight or flight, for example. You're always in that fight or flight thing, which affects your nervous system. Mm. You've then got the, the, the sleep issue, which is, you know, you start to not sleep very well, so therefore you're not recovering very well. And then if you try to exercise in that environment, sometimes it's like a negative thing because your nervous system's not recovering you know you're not getting to sleep to recover see i sleep very very i'm just just putting myself forward here i sleep very very badly uh right uh, i don't go to bed till very late i I always wake up in the middle of the night all of this sort of stuff and then um so you've got that situation uh and the only exercise i do is i do a lot of walking especially with the dog and we go out we walk the dogs or i walk the dog on my own whatever it might be but that's it and I find that therapeutic, yeah. the, the walking stuff. And I try and march along at a fair old brisk pace yeah. because uh, my son says to me, unless your heart's thumping and you're sweating, you're wasting your time. Yeah. So I think, well, well, you know, walking is a good exercise. People, you know, it's an underrated exercise, um, particularly as it uses, a, you know, it uses, actually uses fat for energy because you're still breathing quite naturally you're not you're not exerting yourself as you would in a run so it's actually quite good um for burning calories but obviously it just takes a long time you've got to do it for a longer period of time than say doing something which is slightly more intense um you know doing any kind of exercise is good it's tricky taking a mini schnauzer into a gym that's the thing yeah she's not she's not going to enjoy it be honest with you and she hasn't got lycra well, maybe there's a gap in the market for it. You know, you could have a, you know, a gym, a dog gym. I'm, and a, I'm loving uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, ge- Rory, this is genius. Write this solid, down. Solid gold. Yeah. Is this not if, the if you, way if, that we become, you can, you're, you're in on this action, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're in on it now. I'm getting the patents ready. You Do it, do it now. Just start making notes. Okay, so gym for dogs. It's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. You can be in one part of the gym, the dog yeah. can be the other part. Everyone's yeah. getting a workout. It's perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> you see, and this is how millions are made, ladies and gentlemen. This is how it is. A casual conversation. The next thing you know, yeah, you're Bill Gates. Anyway, right, okay. So you'd stopped exercising. That's right, yeah. And I just went through a period probably about, it was a gradual thing. It didn't happen overnight. I did try to exercise, but then I got, I think, to about, you know, 25 or so, and then it, just dropped off a cliff and I just stopped stopped exercising and at first I didn't really get you know I was still walking you know I walk, I've always been a walker um, and probably actually something that saved me a little bit you know I used to walk from station instead of going on a tube I would just walk but um, it was that point that it started to 
to, to change and you know I started to gain weight um, and actually it just was a descending spiral and then actually the last couple of years sort of 29 to 32 I, I gained rapid weight um, and just started having all sorts of issues it was just like what? am I allowed to I, by the yeah, way we I have a rule here on men's radio station yeah. if you find the question much too intrusive just say just just say say shut up Russ I don't want to discuss that and you go fine sorry yeah. it's, not, it's not John Humphreys on the BBC well, for well, for me, it was. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like the the, the way um, it was affecting my nervous system quite a lot, my gut and things like that. You know, you know, constant, you know, anxiety can mm. play on you. You know, they say it's your second brain and all that sort tell of thing. Tell me about it. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me about it. I suffer with it the whole time. Yeah, and if you throw in, you know, alcohol and the poor sleep <clears throat> as well, it just becomes. You know, it, that can be draining in itself. Um, and then, you know, you go up and down in terms of depression, I suppose, as well. Mm. And then if the exercise isn't helping, you know, at the time it wasn't helping. It was almost like it was it was, it was more of a hindrance because every time I did it, it made me feel worse. You know, it was, it was like this vicious is, cycle. It's very odd because most people say even if you're depressed or whatever it might be, the exercise is good because it releases, Rory, was it endorphins? Endorphins. endorphins. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. All right. And um, it, so how come it wasn't working on, on, it, on you? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does. It does release endorphins. And I would go out and do a, a run um, and I'd find, you know, or, or I'd do some sort of exercise and I'd get a, you know, get a high off of that in mm -hmm. a way. Um, but then the thing is, you do get followed by a low. If you're not, if you're not recovering properly, you're not sleeping well. You know, all really? of that stuff can make it worse. Yeah, never, for me it I've was. It was a heard. big challenge. I've yeah. I, I no idea because I, I do sort of exercise, but I've never heard <laughs> that you can get a low after doing the exercising. Yeah. For me, um, I mean, I, I know other people who said the same thing. It's a, sometimes it's this vicious cycle. You go out and you try to exercise. You try to exercise and... Mm. Uh, and then, you know, you stop exercising because you're feeling so tired and feeling so worn out and, mm. and, and uncomfortable. And I think that's why people struggle to get back into the, you know, the pattern of it, because it's, it's great. You get this motivation, you go out and do it. Yeah. And then suddenly you've, you feel like you've gone back two steps. And that was kind of where I was mm. um, with my situation. Also with extra what carrying extra weight, you know, carrying that extra body fat and. Um, it's like not that, pleasant, yeah. is it? No, it, it, it's not. No, it wasn't. I, I try to diet constantly, <laughs> and then I take my foot off the gas, and instantly yeah. the weight comes back. But, I, you know, it's a lifestyle choice. Anyway, let's... But is that because, you see, this is the thing, though, um, and is that because you are deliberately, you're focusing on a... You know, there's two definitions of diet. One is dieting, you know, and the other one is actually what you eat on a daily basis. And I think the the key to actually the success or the way I found you break out of that cycle is is not to do dramatic change, but just to start changing small things. That's exactly what I'm trying to yeah. do. You're absolutely yeah. right. Because if you do these yo-yo diets, you know, you take all these pills and potions, yeah. all this crap. Um, yeah, you lose the weight. And the moment you stop taking them, bang, back you it come comes. Back so somebody, a few people said, you know, it's a lifestyle choice. Absolutely. So you try and, 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 and once I've done that, I've, so I've lost a stone in three pounds, which I'm really, it's an old money. I've no idea what it is, it's new <laughs> money. But I'm happy with that. And, you know, and then it comes up a little bit and then it'll go down a bit, you know, but yeah, I feel a lot better. That's almost, that's a normal thing. But obviously, you want to try and keep that variation as low as possible. Yeah. Um, I say for me as well, the other health issue I had was actually had a back. Uh, my back was out. I put my back out just because sitting at desks all the time, you ah. know. And as much as you try to sit in the proper position, it's sometimes hard when you're, you know, using a mouse and, and, and focus on your work. So I was out for about six months um, in terms of actual, yeah, doing exercise because my lower back was in, it was was so damaged. Um, and basically, it did recover over time, and then I gradually got back into the exercise, and I was able to sort of break that. 
Um, and it was great. In the end, you know, I could actually do things like squats and stuff like that, which, which I never thought I was going to be doing. Showing again. off, Sam. <laughs> showing. I've been listening to this. It's showing off. Now. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that he said that. I'm just moving on. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> by the way, if you've never had back pain, I know loads of you listening have, but if you've never had it, it's the way, you don't realise that your back controls everything. Absolutely, it's a massive muscle. Just yeah. everything, and when it goes, it, you are in such deep doo-doo, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway, so there you are, you got, you, you're trying to get back to think, now the book, how do, how do we get to the book? So it was a little bit, it took a little bit from there to get to the book, to be honest. Um, I mean, that that was that was what inspired the book and I had some thoughts you know after I went through the period of, of you know the really down part I managed to f to figure a few things out get my sleep in check and start exercising more frequently and just building up and I used certain things like minimizing the exercise and stuff like that and eventually broke the cycle and did start to you know lost you know 10-15 kilograms um, you know, and and more importantly changed my body composition again so I got rid of the fat and started putting on a little bit of muscle and things like that so it was how all sort of a that, positive. How, how long did that take? Um, well, the, the, the difficult bit was the initial part where it was just getting back into just exercising regularly, mm -hmm. and then the, the suppose, I suppose the the main drop of weight, sort of sort of ten kilograms, I actually did in an eight week period <laughs> because I focused on, on it. You can. I mean, it, it's I a just safe. Liked you yes. enough to start with <laughs> of being overly handsome and fit. How did you do that? It's uh, um, I mean, the, naturally you can um, lose in a safe way one to one and a half kilograms a week. That's it's perfectly safe and that's perfectly a natural uh, possibility. What's a kilogram? Two point two pounds, isn't it? Roughly, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, that's a safe weight loss. Um, you know, so you can do it. And I think if you think about it this way, actually, the body, you know, it it can actually increase weight or reduce weight at almost the same rate. But the problem is the way we live these days it's much much easier just to eat really calorific food and and enjoy life and and and, and not not do exercise it's mm. harder to do the things that you need to obviously reduce the weight so actually you could probably lose and gain weight almost at the same rate it's just it's easier to do it one See, way not the, the other. problem is <laughs> you know i think a lot of people which i put myself right in front of the queue here neil is you think life is so short and, and you don't want to be Billy Bunter, nice cutting-edge reference there, Russell. But you, you don't want to be overweight. But on the other hand, you think, oh, you know, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Who the hell knows? So I'm going to have, I'll have those chips or I'll have the, I'm not talking about going fast food. I'm not. But every now and then, kind of treating yourself. It's quite hard. You've got to be pretty disciplined to do it. Yeah, um, right. you do and you don't. I mean, I, I hmm. think you, you obviously do need a motivation of some kind. It can be as simple as... You know, I just want to change my the way I feel. I just want to change the way I look. You know, it helps if it's a much more deeper rooted motivation. Like in my case, it was these health these health triggers, which were, were, were really ultimately stimulated it. Also, the birth of my daughter. I said, I you know, I don't want to be an unfit dad. I don't want to be you know in a situation where I can't keep up with her and all this mm. sort of thing. So there was all these various little motivations for me that said, you know, you've got to change this. You've got to make it uh, make it happen. Um, and also, you know. It's true, you might get hit by a bus tomorrow, but you might not. You might live a long life. We're all living longer lives. So in my mind, I was sort of saying, you know, actually, you know, if I'm going to live 
I'm going to make sure I stack the cards in my favor and try and live as long as possible. So that was my thinking. So yeah, obviously life things happen and mm. uh, you know you can't do anything about that, but you can at least try and stack the cards in your favor and and and, and see if you you do live a bit of a longer life. <laughs> and all this time, you're st are you still at the m in the music industry while you're going through this or not? No, I went through a, a good 10-year period where I was working in uh, venture capital and startups. Um, I helped uh, launch a couple of startups and raise money for, for, for various startup businesses. Um, and that was actually after leaving sort of the, the entertainment space, although some of the things I worked on were in the entertainment space as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I managed to get myself fit despite doing long hours and I, I i worked out a strategy that sort of worked in terms of keeping things to a three-hour period initially um if i could do find three hours in the week and do intense training in those hours and then make sure i had my recovery and my nutrition sorted you know and i slowly broke the cycle but i think to your point earlier about uh, indulgence you know one of the things i i definitely don't believe in is dramatic change you know don't shift from eating your diet and then just suddenly just eat chicken and broccoli because you'll never sustain that. But, I mean, it's not... But that a, would... A, yeah. a silly question because I'm not gifted in this area whatsoever. But, you know, that would work, though. You'd shift the weight. Say you just had a chicken and broccoli diet or just went... I'm just having piles of vegetables, God forbid. But say you're just doing that, you know, you, the well, weight would are, go, wouldn't it? It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. There's so many, there are so many factors, and obviously there's differences in people as well. Um, you know, some people respond differently to different foods and, and things like that. But um, you know, for example, if you if you go from eating X thousand calories a day, mm. and then yes, um, only eat a, a, eat a lower level of calories because you've changed to chicken and vegetables, you might actually reduce your calories too much to the point where you're not actually getting enough calories to support your exercise. Oh, me so there's all these things this that come me. into play. You're, yeah. Rory, you're a very <laughs> slim guy. Do you exercise? I mean, you're uh, very I, slim. Only annoyingly. Just, uh, well, yeah, I only just started exercising recently, and I've been doing I've been doing a bit of yoga. Right. And okay. generally, there's more women doing yoga, but there's a few men that do it now, and it's right. a pleasure with that. Most blokes. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. It's uh, much more popular. I've I was doing boxing, but I stopped doing that. Wise decision. Probably just because I'm lazy. <laughs> uh, probably because you didn't get head work. kicked in. I mean, probably that's probably. Yeah, the there wasn't many headshots going on, but it was still it was quite intense. Uh, I kind of do intend to maybe try and do it again, but actually, yeah. it does make you feel good. Yeah. And you know, like the bus thing, you can get out of the way of the bus faster. Handy, yeah, yeah. that's always good. Yeah. I think my bus analogy is not going down very well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you can catch, that. catch the bus as well. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just intrigued because I, what I've tried to do is reduce the calories, yeah, get rid of the stuff, try to ease up on the drinking, which is good. Not, touching, not, one, yeah. not touching white wine, not touching Prosecco or anything like that. Yeah, it's, I, it's great. Switch to vodka. I don't yeah. know what to say. They say, well, if you're going to drink, drink vodka because <laughs> it's low in calories. Okay, I'll drink vodka. Depends okay. what you mix it with. Nothing. Okay. Just Nothing. I have it straight up, straight up on with some ice. That's it. I don't mix it with anything at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the drink is a big thing. It does make a big difference. Can we just put yeah. it in perspective? I only have like one. <laughs> I'm not sitting there like Ray Milland in Lost Weekend with bottles of vodka <laughs> at my feet. I have like one. That's it. That's sufficient. That's okay. Drinking's a big deal, isn't it? It is, and it's one of the things. I mean, I went during the the period when I was gaining weight. I was drinking a lot more frequently. I was drinking a lot more, and I tend to drink beer because I like. Oh, you beer. see, I don't touch it. Yeah, so I've always enjoyed a beer, um, and I still do. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't completely abstain from drinking. During that eight week period where I was literally trying, my my goal was to reduce my fat and and drop the weight. 
Um, I did reduce my drinking, but I, I still had about, on average, about six maximum in a week at pints. So, you know, I didn't completely... Yeah. I didn't completely six, stop. Six more than I would ever have. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I don't, I don't touch it now at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. No. And they say, I mean, they always say beer's the worst, but um, like I say, if you once you get to a certain point, you can actually balance it a little bit. So you can enjoy a bit of indulgence and have a, a bigger calorie meal, or you know, and or you can have a few beers as long as you've compensated that with exercise and, and other eating around the day. You know, there are ways to to, to, to balance it. Um, mm, and I actually had a couple of beers yesterday, my friend's brewery. So, <laughs> sorry, your friend, hello, Roy's woken up. Your friend's got a brewery. He does, yes. He's Look at that. Have you ever seen two people so suddenly really? Yeah. <laughs> Where where's this? He's got a it's in Hackney, he's called Hackney Church Brew Co. And he's the brewmaster. Nice plug. Yeah. Nice plug. Get yeah, it. I yeah, thought get I'd it. get that in. You'll no, no, no. appreciate get that. It I'm sure. Squeeze it in. Come on. <laughs> it was so, their first birthday yesterday, that's why we were there. So. Oh that's good. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. I, 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 love, I love stuff <laughs> like this. I I love stuff like that. I really do. I'm I'm so against it's what was left of me from my school days, all these huge companies swamping the world. I love it when people are just individuals, you know. I think it's Absolutely. great. Good for them. Good for them. I like that. What's the other brew? There's another beer company. I don't, um, oh, in South London or somewhere. What's it called? Uh, Not full. I don't mean Fuller's. I mean, there's a local. It doesn't matter. Meantime? Hell's. Oh, Camden oh, Hell's. Camden, Camden yeah. Brewery, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of grown. Yeah, there's lots of them now. I think there's sort of a weird desire for people to have like small run bespoke things now. Why sort not? A, yeah. Why not? Because we're all just disappearing into one mass. We're just becoming numbers. Don't really care. Handmade <laughs> things. It's nice, I guess. It is it? nice. It's lovely. So right. So you're going through this. You did your eight week period. The w I'm just looking. No, we're good. Yeah. And the the weight came off. And then my, my, my only objective at that point was just to keep going, you know, keep maintaining and improving. And, and it's it's less about, um, I suppose when I was younger, when I used to do exercise, it was slightly more about look and things like that. Because obviously then I was single, I was looking for the girl, you know, wanted to attract some girls, you know. So it's always, a you know, something you, you want to do. Um, but, um, you know, as I, um, this time around, it was very different. It was all about health and fitness, kind of get stronger and more, you know, more athletic and more useful with my body, you know, use my body in a better way, even though I'm getting older. And I said, you know, and to some degree, the more... Would you like to swap? <laughs> getting older. Well, you can read the book and then, you know, do yeah. your own journey. That's the trick. <laughs> right. One, three, eight, one. Right. So, okay, you're going through this. Because we're heading towards the book. We are, we are. Okay, so it was a couple of years later, actually, I, I, I went to work uh, for Virgin Money, and I had this idea that I wanted to release a book. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to sort of do it as a personal challenge, but I also said, well, if I'm going to do that, I may as well do something that might help some other people, because I think that'd be quite a good way to do it. Um, and so th at the time, the thought came to me, this is probably around about 2014, um, and I said, you know, well, actually, I went on this journey. I've noticed a few people around me in this office space are also going through s similar things to what I went through. They're struggling with what they eat. They're struggling, you know, they, they're putting on weight. Mm. You've got family, all this sort of stuff that makes it really difficult to exercise. And I thought, well, if I share my journey, you know, someone might get some benefit. Maybe one person, maybe 50 people, maybe thousands of people. I don't yeah. know. So I thought, well, why don't I just focus on that and do that? So bit by bit, I wrote the book, um, had a few drawings and things I, I did myself. And so it took me quite a long time. So probably a good four years. Uh, it wasn't, four years to do the book? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would do it in bits and pieces here and there. Um, and I finished, roughly finished the manuscript in about October 2018. 
But uh, as they say, with all these things creative, nothing's ever finished. I don't think I was <laughs> completely satisfied with it. And I still made some changes uh, with the book um, before releasing it. And even now, I'm probably still not quite happy with it. But, you know, you've got to, you've yeah, got to well, ship sometime. Yeah, but, but, you know, <laughs> as my book came out <coughs> a few weeks ago, you'll, you'll never build the perfect beast. It's impossible. But no, you, it's, eventually, it's you have to come to a point, I can assure you, you can, it makes you feel any better. You come to a point and go, that's it. I have got to stop amending, stop fiddling, yeah. leave it. That's it, because otherwise it'll never be done. Absolutely. And you never get it out there. Yeah. And if you're thinking of writing a book, it's a huge undertaking. It is. But then eventually get to a point when you're happy and stop, because otherwise it'll never be published. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. There's, um, and I've actually just had that conversation with a friend who's, uh, who's thinking about it as well, literally this week. And he's, I said, it's a journey. It's, not, it's, not, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You, you, it's, it huge. it's a huge yeah. undertaking. My book, uh, which is uh, just a novel, the gatekeeper available oh, wow. on available on amazon um in kindle or paperback form uh, here and in america the it was basically three years from initial concept to wow. uh, the launch event how often did you write all, all the time just every but day then, you know. well kind of and then i had a big hiatus because i had a crisis uh, i don't want to do it anymore and, and then i came back to it um yeah it's 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's an epic undertaking. Anyway, so you've done your, your book and called the remind the, everybody the lean exec the um, lean exec yeah a strong athletic physique in as little in just three hours a week. <laughs> I do that again. That was far too good. Go on, do yeah. it again. A strong athletic physique in just three hours a week. Obviously, I had to have a catch. That is line terrific. <laughs> a strong athletic physique in just under three hours a week. Is that kind of it? Is that more, almost it? It's got to be at least three hours, I would say. Not uh, under, but never mind. Okay, <laughs> that was me just taking off a discount. Can't help it. It's in my DNA. So, um, all right. So, and how's the book done? I mean, what's been the reaction? People um, have read it so far. So far, so good. I mean, people have people seem to like it and appreciate it. Um, I always wanted to be relatable. That was the other thing. During my journey, I read a lot of books um, by sort of celebrities and athletes and, <laughs> and various other people. And I thought they were useful. And you they do realize the celebrities don't write their own books, don't you? Well, yeah, they bring in, they bring in idiots <laughs> like me and, and who never appear in the, uh, you know, and that's, that is what we do. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to, are you dashing off with your family? I see you brought your family in. Are you gonna stay or you gotta go? I'm okay till what's what's the time? Ah, right. Yeah, no, I'm okay till about one thirty. Okay, yeah. no, no, in case you want to hang, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice if you hang because we can talk a bit more about the book. I'm having a chat with Neil David Watson. How formal is that? Neil David Watson, <laughs> whose new book, The Lean Executive, um, is out now. Right. How do people get it, by the way? Uh, it's available Plug on Amazon, yeah. uh, some bookshops as well. Mm. On print. Oh, he's got di he's got there. distribution. I can't believe it. Uh, you are tuned to Men's Radio Station, coming at you 100% live from the centre of London here in Covent Garden. I'm Russ Kane, and we will be back in just a moment. 